Thanks, everyone, for downloading the latest All Lions podcast, made possible thanks to Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated. I am the Doc, John McEnroe. Joining me again this week is my guy, former NFL scout Daniel Kelly. Does great work for us here at SIO Lions, breaking down all the prospects, giving us his insight regarding what he has been seeing with members of the Lions roster and and exploring what other players across the league can potentially provide for the Lions. Today, we are lucky to have an interview with Jahan Dotson, draft prospect, wide receiver out of Penn State. I'm looking forward to the conversation because the Lions and at the Senior Bowl, I thought that when you look at Antoine Randall, he was very candid and very honest in his assessment that the Lions probably want to bring in two to four new receivers to add some competition to the room. Now, the question will be whether they do it via free agency, which I don't think because that's going to cost quite a bit of money. I think they're going to potentially add two draft prospects at wide receiver. And one of them could be now that the Lions are at number 32, one of them could be Jahan Dotson. I've looked around mock drafts. A recent one by Sports Illustrated was put out that has Jahan Dotson being mocked to the Lions at number 32. Unfortunately, I've also seen some where he's a little bit earlier at 27, 28, uh, maybe going to the Packers as well. So I'm here to get a sense about wide receivers and things like that with my guy, Daniel. Daniel, real interesting. I'm so curious. You know, you saw... We all saw Cooper Cup and what he was able to do. OBJ, what a talented wide receiver can do for a quarterback is so immense. And I think that the Lions, probably either at 32 or 34, might have to take a serious look at one, right? Uh, absolutely, John. Uh, there's no question about it. I mean, this is all about, you know, having playmakers making plays on your offense. And, you know, when you look at someone like a Jahan Dotson, that's the look and feel that you get when I watch the film that he is a playmaker. And that's something Detroit needs more of, as you alluded to. They need somebody who can break the game wide open, somebody who can catch the ball at all three route levels, meaning the short, intermediate, and deep route levels. And that's something that Dotson has shown. He's got that 4-3-3-40 speed, so we know he can get deep. And just a guy that's kind of an electrifying player because he's kind of a jack of all trades. He's a guy that can take that, you know, end around handoff. He can take a direct snap. He can run the jet sweep. Uh, and he also can get deep and stuff. So I think he would add a real interesting element to the Lions uh, offense for sure. And then you look at the Lions, you saw the emergence of Amonra St. Brown and what a change in creativity can do. Recall, Anthony Lynn started as the play caller. And I know he's going to get a bad rap because of the fact that the offense significantly changed when his role was diminished when Dan Campbell took over play calling. But you also have to remember the factors, too, that caused some of the struggles. He was new. Jared Goff was still learning the offense. Um, Andre St. Brown was just getting his feet wet in the league. And you took away uh, one of the Lions' premier offensive linemen. Taylor Decker gets hurt. So that kind of throws a cog into the wrench, and I do believe that Anthony Lynn is a little bit more prone to wanting to run the football, but unfortunately, when you can't pass the ball, when the passing attack is not there, remember, they added Josh Reynolds. He was not originally on the roster to start the year. So you go into it without really a number one receiver. Brad Holmes kind of did a disservice to Anthony Lynn in that you know, Perriman comes in, doesn't even make the roster. Um, you, you look at Terrell Williams, doesn't even make it past a half with the Detroit Lions, and he's gone. So it just made things super complicated. Once you give Jared Goff a weapon and Amonra St. Brown emerges and the run game gets a little bit better, Ben Johnson's creativity, things opened up a little bit. And I think that, potentially speaking, 
adding talent at wide receiver will no doubt invariably help Amonra St. Brown, Jared Goff, Hawkinson. So getting the right one is essential, and uh, I can't – I'm curious. I would love to see what a combination of either Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave, or uh, Drake London, what they would look like with Amonra St. Brown. Having Amonra St. Brown, I think, does a lot of good things for the Lions. Yeah, absolutely. It does. I mean, he's somebody that really came on as the season progressed and, and did quite nicely for the Detroit Lions last year, as we all saw in there. I mean, having receivers that can get open and catch the ball, I mean, that just makes everything a lot easier. And today's NFL, especially the way this game has evolved, the way that it's a pass-happy league. And uh, I mean, if you can't move the ball downfield, it makes it just that much more difficult to score points in that, especially when two of your four top receivers in your team are a tight end and a running back. They've got to find a way to get more explosive of that wide receiver position. So the names you just mentioned, John, you know, somebody like that coming in and just somebody that can compliment Amon Ross St. Brown at that other wide receiver position will actually open things more up for him as well uh, because it's not so much attention be paid to him by opposing defenses. So that could be like, you know, that could be, you know, the old proverbial saying, killing two birds with one stone, bringing somebody in that can actually stretch the defense will allow Amon Ross St. Brown a little bit more, you know, ability to get open to against defenses from a week to week standpoint yeah and then you look at it you got to do anything you can to help Jared Goff a major prove it year for him and you just can't I mean I think that potentially speaking Khalif Raymond may be the one that you could potentially move on from I know they like him I think Reynolds comes back I know you're going to keep Amon or St. Brown you also in looking at wide receivers have to look at and I know you have in your quality work at SIO Lions you've looked at what Quintess Cephas can do You've seen the emergence, and I know it wasn't great the first go-around, but Brad Holmes revealed his cards a little bit, maybe tried to walk it back. He came out and told us reporters, he said, look, Trinity Benson, our real expectation was not for him to come in and and do some things. It would have been nice, but we look at him him really as a project. And maybe they would have done a better job to kind of sprinkle that in as uh, uh, as the DNPs kept rising. I mean, this was a player that was uh, a player that kind of was on game day, a player that was on the bench, did not see game action inactives as they continue to rise. We all said, what's going on? You gave up a draft pick for him. And this is a player that hasn't done much. So they continue to view him as a project. And I hope that maybe that will pan out. So we will see with this wide receiver position because, man, Daniel, I was impressed with the Rams and just the ability to what they could do for Matthew Stafford. When you have Cooper Cup and that that marriage that happened quickly with Matthew Stafford, they said they spent probably 500 hours together going over routes, what each other likes, building that chemistry. To see that relationship burgeoning that quickly just can only give us really an opportunity to get excited in that if you give either Jared Goff or the next quarterback that is in line some weapons, it really opens things up for Swift and Jamal Williams. It just does a lot. You just saw how bogged down the Lions got offensively in the first half of the year where you saw opposing defenders just um, line up eight in the box and and said, uh, hey, uh, uh," or back off and say, hey, we don't trust you. Go ahead, do your thing and, and force your way you know, they just forced the Lions to pass by putting eight in the box. Say, okay, Swift's not going to do nothing. Williams not going to do nothing. We don't trust you. You're going to even throw it. So we're going to stack the box and, and, and limit what you can do. So 
adding a passing game with Ben Johnson. I'm getting excited, as you can hear, because it can. You saw it. The offense got better, scored more points, moved the ball more. It it, it just came to fruition that adding significant weapons on offense, you have to have at least some semblance of a deep threat. You you really do, uh, John, and I think you touch on some very interesting points and brought out some good points there, uh, especially about the working relationship that Stafford had with with Cooper Cup and with the, with the Rams and having that that time, the five hundred hours to spend together going over things and everything. I mean, that's something that we need to look at too from a Lions perspective. Is that a lot of these young receivers you mentioned kind of came into the fold, you know, as you know, as the season progressed, real close to the season, right when training camp was starting, these guys all start coming in, and of course. Some on Ross St. Brown was a rookie too. So it was a really young receiving core. And now they've had that time to kind of gel and bond together. They've had some time to get to know Jared Goff uh, as a quarterback. And I think that's going to pay dividends too going forward because now they kind of know what to expect because it is a very relational thing between a quarterback and a wide receiver. It takes time to develop that chemistry and that synchrony and that rhythm and that harmony as far as knowing where he's going to be. If I can trust him, can I throw the ball now? Will he be there? And so having that season behind them now where they've had that time to kind of gel, work together, I think will pay off and we'll see that pay off as we head into the preseason, into the regular season. So you're telling me if the Lions are there at 32 and Dotson's still on the board, you're okay? You give the green light for Brad Holmes to uh, take the card up there and draft him? Yes, I, I think so. I, I think the thing about Dotson uh, is that, you know, CBS Sports talked a little bit about this and their assessment of him that I, I researched when I was doing the article for SIL Alliance was, was that, you know, they said he had been electric. As soon as I heard the word electric, I think anytime you have a chance, I mean, you've got to leave the first round uh, as, as an NFL team. You've got to leave the first round with guys who can make plays and make a difference for you. And Dotson is clearly someone who at Penn State has shown the ability that he can make that difference. So he could be someone that comes into the Detroit Lions and he would instantly be a guy that would like raise everybody else's level of competition because some of the younger receivers you talked about, John, would then have to step up their game even more to make the roster or compete for a spot and compete for playing time. So I think when you bring in someone like a Dotson who's just going to challenge everybody, and like I said, it's going to make everybody better, better around him. So yes, I would think that somebody at 32 like that would be a solid pick for the Detroit I like it. I like it a lot. I think the opportunity to catch up with Jahan Dotson, courtesy of Exos, and to see how he's training, how he's preparing, maybe what the fit will be, what his excitement level is as he gets ready for the draft. I can't wait. All right. Thank you, guys. Daniel always brings it. Make sure to check out his work. SI Alliance on the weekends does great scouting and things like that. And now, knowing that he's got an eye for talent and those around him want to have conversations, you will hear more of him on the All Lions podcast. All right, let's get to our conversation with Jahan Dotson. It's going to be a good one. Thank you. Daniel Kelly here with SI All Lions. Um, we have Jahan Dotson joining us today. 2021, 91 catches, 1,182 yards, 12 touchdowns, 13.0 average, uh, long of 86 yards. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing real well. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Uh, currently, uh, you're there, Jahan, um, you know, training with Exos in preparation for the NFL Combine. In what ways is Exos helping you prepare for the, for the event? Um, yeah, just getting me stronger, faster, uh, really prepping me for the combine. Um, 
I got a lot of good coaches out here. Uh, Coach Nick Hill, uh, Coach Barlow, uh, just really helping me uh, get prepared for the biggest interview of my life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and tell us if you could please about your workout routine, um, how it goes on a daily basis. Yeah. So uh, we usually start around 10 a.m. Uh, with a, a little run of some sort, either working three cone uh, shuttle or working on our 40s. And uh, usually after after that, around like 1215, um, we'll go with some position work. Uh, and then around three o'clock, that, uh, that's when we, we usually lift. And pretty much just rest, come back next day. Okay. And um, um, if you, if a team were to ask you to give them a self-scouting report, what would you say? Um, yeah, that, that I'm, I'm very versatile. Uh, I, I can pretty much play anywhere on the field. Um, very smart, savvy football player. Pretty much uh, I, I can do, I can play every position, uh, every wide receiver position on the field. So uh, you can move me anywhere. Uh, I'll be able to do my job. And, and how did you feel about your college career at, at Penn State? Um, yeah, I feel like it went well. Um, one of my biggest keys, uh, biggest goals for myself every year was to be better than last year. And uh, every year I, I proved myself to be better than I was uh, the previous year. And uh, that, that's just my main mantra, uh, just be better than you were the next day. For sure. Now, John, do you peek at some of the mock drafts out there and see where the draft analysts think you will land, or, or do you not do that? No, uh, no, I, I don't really do that. Um, my, my, my parents <laughs> talk to me about it a little bit, but uh, I, I just try to just work. Um, can't really change those things uh, until the day comes, so uh, I'm really just trying to work and uh, just get better myself, better myself. For sure. Now, now covering the Detroit Lions, I, you know, I, I, I take a look at some of these mocks myself and, um, you know, I see some of the mocks recently having you going to Detroit. And, and I would have to ask, like, like if Detroit were to select you, what would they be getting? Yeah, um, like I said, a very smart football player, uh, not only a smart football player, but uh, just, a, just a great guy, like um, going to be really invested into the community, really invested to the team. Uh, just gonna get my all every single day that I'm out there. Mm-hmm. And um, and also too, um, uh, looking at uh, Detroit's wide receiver, their their star rookie last season, Amon Ross St. Brown. He, he led Detroit with 90 catches for 912 yards. Have you had a chance to observe him from afar and watch him play? Um, I haven't really watched him. Uh, I didn't watch him last year much. Uh, watched him in college a, a bit since he's in my class. Uh, so I've pretty much watched him since he was in high school, watched him at SC. Uh, he's a very good player. Um, and that's pretty much just the opportunity you can ask for uh, coming in your rookie year and just getting an opportunity to showcase your talent. Uh, and he did a great job of capitalizing on that. And how do you think you, you would uh, complement a wide receiver room uh, like, like, a, like a Detroit Lions with a Monroe St. Brown? Yeah. Uh, like I said, my versatility. Um, I can pretty much play anywhere. Uh, coach asked so um if he he's inside i can go outside if he's outside i can go inside and uh i'll do my job uh to the fullest capability and how did you select getting back to exos for a minute the uh, training program you're in uh, heading up to the nfl combine here how did you uh, come about selecting exos what made you choose to work with them um yeah so just recommendations from uh, my coaches uh some former teammates that i played with uh saying the exos was one of the best facilities to work out, work out, work out at and get ready for the combine. So I'm um, just trusting in their word and I'm um, coming out here. 
And, and now a Super Bowl star player, the Rams, uh, Aaron Darnold, that said, um, you know, quote, I came in and got faster, stronger, and was was confident heading to the combine after he worked with the Exos program. Um, how has Exos best helped you in your preparations? Um, yeah, just working with me every day. Uh, it, it's, it's great here just because you get a lot of hands-on work and every movement is calculated. Um, they, they like really, really care about you here. Like they're making sure that you're good all the time, uh, making sure that you're always on top of your stuff. So it, it's really easy to get better. You just got to come here and work every day and they're going to help you uh, get to your full potential. And how did you get into playing football? Which, which uh, wide receiver um, did you watch or how did you get into playing the game? Uh, I started playing at a very young age, so I, I wasn't really watching uh, many receivers. I started playing when I was like three years old, and I just kind of fell in love with it since. Um, just been playing, falling in love with the game each, each and every time I go out there. What was it like playing for uh, James Franklin at Penn State? Yeah, it was great. Um, it was best four years of my life. Uh, he's a great coach, uh, an, even, an even better man. Um, taught me a lot of life lessons, uh, things that I'll carry with me to this day. Any lesson in particular stand out to you? Uh, what was that? Any particular lesson he taught you stand out to you or any saying or anything you'll take forward um, specifically? Yeah, for sure. Uh, that in, in my situation, I know like I came in and I wasn't a guy who played right away. Uh, and I kind of had to wait my turn. And he, he just told me, like, everyone's path is different. Uh, you just got to embrace your path, uh, take it full on. You never know when your opportunity is going to come. So, uh, I took those words and I ran with them and I was able to come out an All-American last year um, after just not playing early, not getting touches early. Uh, so just trusting his word and believing in him. Absolutely. And how much do you enjoy competing against corners and safeties? Uh, a lot. That's that's my game. Uh, I, I love competing anytime. I'm, I'm always talking to the guys here. I'm here with a couple of my teammates and we're always competing, seeing who's running better times each day. Uh, see who's lifting the most weight. And, and, and uh, you know, it was real touching for me uh, reading your story and your background, everything. Um, if you could, Jahan, tell me a little bit about your biggest fans, your mom and your dad and the sacrifices they've made to get you to where you're at. Yeah. Uh, my parents are my biggest motivators. Uh, my biggest inspirations uh, been pushing me ever since I was a little kid. Uh, helping me pretty much reach my my full potential, uh, helping me be in a better living situation for myself, uh, for my family. Uh, they pretty much been sacrificing. That's and that's another thing Coach Franklin taught us. Like we had core values, and sacrifice was like the biggest one to me because I've been seeing it my entire life. My parents have been sacrificing for me. Not only my parents, but my whole family. Uh, just been sacrificing time, uh, devoting time to me to make sure that I'm in the best predicament possible. And how is your mom doing? If I can ask right now. Yeah, she's doing. She's doing very well. She's uh. She's actually my parents just visiting me out here, uh, right now. So I'm uh, trying to spend some time with them uh, before I go to the combine. Very cool. Very cool. All the best with for her going through that that battle with the cancer for sure. Truly, yeah. truly an inspiration. And um, and what was it like? Um, now now you spent some time playing with Micah Parsons uh, at, at Penn State. What was that like for you? Yeah. Uh, He's a great athlete, great teammate, uh, just a fun guy just to be around. Uh, one of the best talents I've ever been around. Uh, I kind of like, when I talk about Mike, I don't really compare anyone to him just because like he, he's just so different. Like uh, he's truly one of the best ball players I've ever been around. So 
uh, it's just great to compete with a guy like that every single day in practice. Uh, just being around him, he's, he's so fun. Yeah, for sure. No, no, no question about it. And and um, is there a receiver in the NFL, past or present, that you've looked up to and have tried to model your game after? I really, I watch a lot of receivers. Uh, I watch a lot of Devontae Adams, uh, Calvin Ridley. Um, just watching those guys, trying to emulate the, their game, uh, pick little things apart from their game, just kind of implement it into my game. Uh, that's pretty much what I do. And and let's say, for example, you're, you're selected by a team that has struggled. Um, in, in what ways could you help change that culture and make that into a winning culture? I uh, just bring them out all every single day. Um, Going to get everything out of me every single day I step into the into the facility. Uh, every time I'm on the field, I just want to leave my all out there. So I'm going to get everything out of me, uh, everything that I have. And now on draft day, um, what are your plans so far? Are you going to be uh, at the draft? Or are you going to be watching with friends or family? Have you made that decision yet? Uh, no, I haven't made that decision yet. Still talking with my family about it. Okay. That moment, you know, when, you know, you've been playing ball, obviously, since you're a real young age, as you've talked about, Jahan, you know, that moment when your phone rings and you've been selected by NFL team, envision for us, if you can, what that moment will be like for you when you hear your name called. Yeah, it's a dream come true. Uh, Something that I've been working all my life towards. Uh, I'll be able to take care of my family. That's been one of my biggest goals in life. Uh, to take care of my parents, take care of my family. So um, I, I honestly, it, it's hard thinking about that day uh, just because like, it, it's what I've been envisioned all my life. So um, it's going to be a moment, a dream come true. What do you think it would be like for you the first time you put on an NFL helmet? Uh, it'll be pretty cool, but I won't, I won't think about it too much. Uh, it's going to be like playing any other day, uh, the college level, high school level. So uh, football is football, so I'm just going to go out there and give them all. What are you most excited for at the uh, NFL Combine, uh, John? Uh, just to compete. Um, just seeing seeing guys all across the country, uh, the best of the best only come to the Combine. So uh, just competing with those guys and uh, just making, making the most out of it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, you definitely do it all. I watched you and evaluated you on game film, and I saw you all over the place. Uh, very, very good uh, career you've had at Penn State, and uh, wish you all the best uh, in, your, in your time in the NFL and also at the NFL Combine. It should be exciting to see where you land. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was Jahan Dotson. Real quality interview. Yeah, I think it's great for the Lions. Wonderful opportunity for Brad Holmes. And I just I can't help but go back to what? Antoine Randall said, I think it's a great opportunity for this team to get competition. And I think that really is a message that has started to permeate across the Lions locker room, which is, yeah, you have a spot. Yeah, Amon St. Brown and Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds and Quintez Cephas are key integral pieces. But, you know, you have the likes of Tom Kennedy, who's been battling, who has been up and down from the practice squad to the active roster. I, you know, many people have when we've put out mock drafts, when we've put out content, have really heavily focused on defense. And just watching the Super Bowl, I couldn't help myself and and really look and evaluate and say, man, how much at the highest end can the Lions and what will they what level will they invest at wide receiver? Because you saw Jamar Chase, he he and Joe Burrow drafted high in the draft, took the Cincinnati Bengals to the height of success, almost 
winning the Lombardi Trophy. But there's other avenues as well. Cooper Cup, wide receivers that have been drafted later in the NFL draft have also come through and had success. So it goes into that team building versus, you know, getting the highest end talent. But just judging from what I'm seeing early, Amon Ross St. Brown was selected in the fourth round. So I believe that the Lions potentially may hit defense early on. And maybe with one of those picks, I think the advantage of having 32 and 34 is one of those could be on defense while the other could be at wide receiver. You know, you would probably think at this point, Drake London is the odds on favorite, but I think Jahan Dotson and his story, I think resonates with what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell would want. Somebody that can overcome, somebody with talent, somebody with speed. I think there could be a compliment there if you decide as well to have Josh Reynolds be that guy that takes the top off and you go out and get maybe one free agent that's out there. I know that potentially we've started to look at the Arizona receiver Kirk to see maybe if he's a fit. We're continuing to evaluate that. So it's a lot of good things happening. It could go a lot of different ways in regards to where the Lions are going to seek to add a wide receiver, whether it be free agency, the draft, high in the draft, lower in the draft. But I do get a sense at least two are going to be added to this roster. They're needed. And if you can get lucky with Quintez Cephas and Josh Reynolds taking a step forward to really help out Jared Goff, I think to maximize Jared Goff, and that's really going to be the key. Amandre St. Brown, you know is competitive. He's going to develop year two. He's going to make a nice jump, and he's going to be competitive. I think that moving forward, if you can help out Jared Goff and you can help this offense with Ben Johnson, and I think as the offseason progresses, you're going to hear a lot about how Ben Johnson has come in and really, really helped this passing attack working with Dan Campbell. Might get off to a faster start than Lynn and and Campbell, that tandem. I just think that was not really going to be uh, the right fit. I think Campbell and Ben Johnson, for however long they work together, because I think Ben Johnson's on the fast track to some bigger and better things. We will see. But I think that for the Lions improving the passing attack, making it a little bit more explosive, should be able to help out the run game. And that just makes DeAndre Swift better. That makes Jamal Williams better. And then one of the other young receivers, uh, one of the other young running backs on this roster could also emerge and contribute the likes of, um, you know, uh, Craig Reynolds or Jamar Jefferson. There's an opportunity there to really find more diamonds in the rough. So on offense, I think supporters of the Lions can be a little bit more comfortable that success is a little bit closer than on defense. I think there's more risk on defense, but that's the way the league's going. I mean, can you really blame the Lions? You're going to have a couple injured defensive backs that you don't know yet what is going to happen with. You don't know how they're going to be on the field. You hope for the best, but you don't exactly know yet. More question marks than answers. You're going to add defensive linemen. You're going to hopefully get more pressure. But moving forward, I can't wait to see how this offense looks because offense sells tickets. Offense draws attention. So, And I think that the Lions have a little bit more of an ability to get where they need to go on offense faster than they will on defense. Again, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the latest edition of the All Lions podcast. DK does a great job. I really do enjoy reading his scouting reports. Now, look, if you agree or disagree with what he said, hit us up. Listen. DK understands that scouting is subjective. This is he views the game from his perspective. If you if you see something different, message us. Tell us why what he's saying can be debunked. It is okay. We like that. We like the engagement. That's how we've grown is is not to shy away, but just be respectful. The fastest way to get turned off or muted is to to lob insults and question our credibility. It's we're beyond that at this point. So let us know. 
Let us know what you thought of the interview with Jahan Dotson. I really uh, enjoyed learning about his story, enjoyed the opportunity to have these conversations ahead of the draft. Thanks again to Exos for really uh, being kind and allowing us to interview some of the college draft prospects. All Lines Podcast coming to a close anywhere you enjoy podcasts. Please find the All Lions Podcast, subscribe, and when when great interviews come out, Lions content comes out, you can find it at SI All Lions by visiting www.si.com slash NFL slash Lions.